coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio. It's Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by IDS, an award-winning digital marketing agency that delivers integrated marketing solutions for franchisers, franchisees, and franchise development teams. Learn why over 75 brands depend on IDS's team of dedicated marketers and client service professionals to deliver a strong ROI on their marketing investment. Go to IDSFranchiseMarketing.com for a complimentary digital audit and consultation. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio. I'm Rob Ganley, your host. And today I have a really special guest with us. His name is Brian Belmont. He's the CEO of Physical Therapy and Balance Centers. Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Rob. It's good to have you. So tell me a little bit. I know you're, you're uh, an industry veteran, like a lot of the people I, I talk to. But tell me a little bit about how you wound up with physical and, and your vision for the future there. Yeah, sure. So prior to physical, I was the CEO of Planet Fitness, and we went public in 2015. And uh, after that, I was kind of looking for my chance to run a company. And so I looked at all these growth companies out there, and I actually was recruited by our equity sponsor. But I also knew our founder, Jim Abrams. In the world of franchising, he's a bit iconic. He formed a company called Clockworks, which is three different companies, one hour heating and air, Benjamin Franklin Plumbing, and Mr. Sparky. And he had retired in Sarasota. I think it's the third time the guy retired and saw an opportunity to do what he did in home services and outpatient PT. And so I've known Jim prior to coming here. So it was a natural fit. He's still the chairman of our board. And what attracted me and how I got here, besides uh, just the opportunity, I was able to invest with, with our equity group. So that, that was attractive. And But why invest? And for me, it's uh, there'd never been a franchise system in outpatient physical therapy. And there'd never been anyone in the market that addresses fall prevention. And it's, it's, it's almost crazy when you think about the number of our aging population and that shoot a third of them will end up in the emergency room for a fall with some other long-term thing for that. And so what we're on the preventative side as well as the rehabilitation side and all those trends combined with a franchise opportunity and, and in wellness, which is what gets me up every day and gets me excited. I'm all in and I was all in then. And five years later, I'm, I'm even more excited. Yeah. Now, I, when, you, when you say Jim Abrams and then we talked a little bit about your name, right? Physical, the way it's spelled, it's a little bit different. And, and just the marketing genius behind a lot of the brands that he's been associated with. But tell me a little bit. Of, so you mentioned something that was interesting there about fall prevention. And I know I have uh, some experience as well in the senior care industry. And, and you know, we are, we are truly now uh, just a, uh, maybe a few years away from the, from, you know, well, not anymore, but one of the biggest generations that in the past that has shaped different industries is the baby boomers. And we've talked about them getting older. And the truth of the matter is, is they're now hitting an age where falls become a heck of a lot more common, right? In your eighties. And, and, uh, and of course I know I had a, an aging father and I couldn't keep him off a ladder. He was a handy guy. He did everything, you know, he'd love to do things himself. And it's like, I would, I remember telling him, I was like, dad, if you fall, 
it's you don't recover, right? You have issues that we don't even know how difficult it would be, right? It's just not worth the risk. So, and and so I see that as being a massive trend. And that is amazing that you're doing or thinking about how you can serve them and 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 help them. Um, but tell me a little bit more because there's also, I mean, physical therapy, I think is outpacing chiropractic even in terms of growth. I know they're both really uh, growth sectors and, but I know it's fueled a lot by our culture, our fitness culture, our sports culture, people living longer, uh, all those things. But tell me a little bit, uh, some of the other trends that are behind the growth in physical therapy. Yeah. So when, when you look at physical therapy, one of the big things that has changed outpatient physical therapy specifically is in today's world, you don't need a doctor's referral to walk into a physical clinic and receive care. Um, it could be preventative care, it could be pain maintenance, or it could be episodic, something happened to you. And that's typically when a doctor would refer to you. So one of the things that's changed in all the states is that um, the awareness of our, of our patients, our, our consumers, that we are an option for the entry point to wellness. So Perhaps you've always known you could go to a chiropractor and you either believe in that treatment or you don't. Um, physical therapy, I, I would I would say, is much different and much broader in its ability to address um, whether it be pain management, episodic care. Uh, we certainly hang our, our hat around fall prevention and, and doing that. Um, and so it's it, the reason it's growing so much is you're not relying strictly anymore just on your referral um, network, i.e. Medicare and insurance panels, but actually you can provide other services that we couldn't even do 10 years ago. Um, things like orthotics, um, laser treatments, um, um, manual massage. You've heard it with Stretch Lab and some of the others. Well, physical therapists, are, I mean, they're masters of their hands and they, that, that's what they do and they really know the body. So those type of things have increased our margins and increased our growth quite a bit as in past years. Yeah. So speaking of, of that, you know, so I know you guys really keep an eye on the bottom line and have, have done quite well there. Um, I think in 2021, you were, you know, ranked the, the most profitable franchise. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that? I mean, your focus obviously as a franchise brand is to help your, uh, your local operators, but I also know you guys partner a lot with with folks that have clinics and help them uh, evolve into what you guys do. But tell me a little bit about that. I know, obviously, it's a lot to do with profitability and, and providing better services. But tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, part of our, I wouldn't necessarily call it a secret sauce. I would call it just being a great franchisor and a supporter of your franchisees. And that's helping folks that don't know what that playbook mm -hmm. on how to run a profitable clinic looks like and so imagine if you're you're a great um, practitioner and you and you can treat people well but perhaps you've never done a budget um, I, I've sat in rooms of many of our new owners that the reason they came to physical in their in their um, development process and recruiting process was because they wanted the brand they wanted um, to be independent yet in a family. Um, but I will tell you after their first year, the majority would say the biggest benefit is I learned how to run a profitable clinic and grow my revenue. And so that's what we show them. We call it our 10 point management plan. We do a strategic plan with every owner where we help them get a budget. We set a three and five year plan. We document that we call it the goal book. And that's our playbook when we're working with them as they're developing their first, second and third clinic. And 
and, and how to do that. So uh, basic uh, KPIs, and I'm not trying to use too many easy, overly used terms, but if you don't know how many visits you need a day, how many of those um, need to come from referrals and what referral sources, and then what an optimized labor model is. But I say that um, we are very specific about one-on-one care at physical, but how to run that and do that profitably, uh, that's, the, that's the whole difference of Gerber's book, The E-Myth, of working on your business versus in it. I find a lot of PTs are on the bench treating people all day, and they just haven't figured out how to take make the time or staff in order to work on their business. And that's where, specifically in their early years, how, where we work to help them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That first part is hard enough, right? Becoming a yeah. physical therapist and, and, and then being good at it. And then running a business is a whole nother, a whole nother, I believe that's another college major, isn't it? <laughs> oh, there's a lot of, so there's a lot to it, right? And in fact, there's, there's a lot of elements of that. But uh, so tell me a little bit about, okay, the branding, okay? Uh, and you mentioned Jim Abrams. And uh, tell me a little bit about what, what that means, right? Like you, you spelled the name a little differently. Uh, obviously, you have a brand and, and, and colors. Tell me, tell me a little bit about how that helps. Uh, the local operator and and what it represents to you guys like the ethos behind it the why behind how you're yeah, running things. Sure. so um we don't want to provide our brand starts with you know what is our brand architecture and for us it, it is uh, what we aspire to be and we aspire to be the entry point to wellness it's not just for episodic care it could be for supplements it could be for pain management certainly fall prevention um, and where we're at today is not where we're going to be at tomorrow you know if you went back even five years ago we didn't have many of the other verticals that we provide care for and the reason i believe that's there is that we we want to ensure that we become a more consumer-facing brand versus just a referral-based brand. So it kind of goes back to when I was talking before, everything was direct referral. We need to create a consumer experience, not just a patient experience that when you come into one of our clinics, all of the things that our brand represents are evident to you and our staff aspires to provide those to you. So we've got a retail wall that there's things, baskets of goods that you can take home for, for stretching or banding or supplements for healthcare. A lot of different things that have nothing to do with orthotics or I mean with um, episodic care. We'd like you to buy some orthotics, by the way. Uh, so my point is we're evolving into a cash base as much as we are that referral base. And it's because of the way we position their brand up top to say, these are the things we aspire to do. This is our mission. And then our core values um, really carry through in our brand. We call them air. Um, we're altruistic, insightful, and resilient. And all those things, uh, altruistic, um, you know, some people have to look up what that is. I probably did when we all decided what's the word that represents how we provide care. Um, and that's truly what great physical therapists, all medical caregivers, all, they just want to help people. And we want that to be shown and felt in all our brand. But that has to come out in our imagery. That has to come out in our messaging. That has to come out in all the ways that we, we talk about who we are and what we do. Um, insightful is to help you understand how to provide better long-term health for yourself. Um, health and wellness is what we're all about. And then obviously, you got to be resilient when you're a small business owner. And then we, we believe in that. And in all those things, we try to carry through in our brand and our messaging. But to me, it all starts with brand architecture, Rob. The imagery, the rest of it all has to be why you exist and who you are. 
Yeah. And, and just everything you said, though, <laughs> it's like that is next level in terms of, you know, if you want a team to be operating like a team and, and producing an experience for your community, for your patients, for your customers, and that's not easy to do. Like, that's like, how do you get people to get what's in your mind as a, as a, as a small operator, let's say, to get these folks to kind of think the way you think? Um, and yeah, then well, if you have that framework, it, it, it's that. a much natural experience. You do so. it. Through, um, you, you spend some time and create a brand book. It, it's everything from words to, to the actual imagery and what you want your space to look like. And then all of that is how you then market your brand. Whether In our world, it's, it's a lot digital and very web-based, um, yeah. less imagery-based, like uh, traditional radio and commercial, although we are beginning to do some of that. Um, yeah. then, it, then it's, um, how do you message that over and over? We have this thing inside. We always say, did you make a connection today? So if you've got a patient and, and you just treat them and you don't really make a connection, what's the odds that they're going to complete their entire clinical path of care? Um, yeah. You almost want them feeling not accountable, but connected to their physical therapist. Um, because I'm, I know when they go to other competitors, not to speak ill of them, they, they might see Rob today or Brian tomorrow and the third person mm -hmm. next. Our goal is to make sure that they've got a connected plan of care. And you can imagine what that does for your referral network when somebody comes out of therapy and they have a positive outcome and they have a personal connection. And, and it just, it, it sounds very simple, but to make it reoccurring and your daily doings and what we get excited about. So the way you get people, to, we cherish it. We, we have monthly newsletters, we have outgoing phone calls. We, we do, um, we call them FizzBox and recognize people when they hit that. Um, and we share that not just in our corporate clinics, but with all our system so that we all recognize why we exist and why we're doing what we're doing. <laughs> that's that's great you know i do have some personal experience um with physical therapy a real close friend of mine runs a great i think an amazing clinic here in, in, in my town and you know exactly what you just said is why he's successful he, he his his therapists make that connection they 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 stay committed to the therapy and they get results of course but the, it, it, for him, it is it, a lot of referrals come from that. And it's, it's allowed him to really grow a thriving practice. But he's unique, right? He's rare um, because, he, you know, he still struggles. I know all the struggles knowing him well uh, that, that he's been through. And a lot of it is fighting through the answers that you're providing. <laughs> okay. Um, so, but that, yeah, I do have some experience and believe that is true what you're saying. So with that being said, at the local level, the marketing side, obviously, if you're doing that well, you can certainly build momentum with referrals and, and that grows. But tell me a little bit more about the marketing. Um, obviously, there's, there's the digital side, right? There's a presence digitally and there's a reputation to manage there. And then there's the, uh, uh, the community side, right? Not just obviously consumers that, that come see you and your patients that might refer a business, but your the other businesses in town, the other medical professionals. Tell me a little bit about how marketing works, so a little broader in terms of local marketing strategy. It, it, it is definitely a, a shoe leather marketing, going back to your old school days type of box that you would, that you would deploy against. And what, the way we do that is making connections with, with our local providers. We do it through a position called a physician liaison, and we've got 
a lot of training underneath that, um, a lot of practical app. Um, and so we provide the tools and, and the roadmap to do that. But at its core, Rob, it's, it's, you go out from one mile, two mile, three, whatever that drive time is for your center. And you make sure that those physicians, primarily internal physicians, know that you are a solution for all things PT. And, and certainly in balance, we are probably the only provider in the market that provides it at the balance care at our, at our level that they know we're there. And what a physician really wants is to know when they send that somebody to physical, that they're going to be treated well, they're going to be able to get in and they're going to have a positive outcome. And so that reoccurring relationship really matters. And it's, it's not done through gifting like pharmaceutical sales and all the craziness that went on with medical. It's just very relational. Again, going back, making connections. It's why we put it there as well. And then we provide, um, so it's, that's in its core and you, you it's easily measurable. Um, it's very relational and, and that's how we go about it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and I think that provides depth to the business model, right? You, you have a lot of ways to grow and thrive and, and, and stay steady. And, and there's obviously all the trends behind it on top of that. But tell me something else. Um, I know a little bit, like I said, so just in terms of technology, I know that, as you said, you're, you're creating new services and uh, maybe services like, like dry needling, I noticed. Um, and I know that I've experienced that and my son, it's, it's really helped him. Uh, but but that's probably not quite high tech. But tell me a little bit about any technologies that that you're currently using and, and, and as, as a way to do better services or also um, uh, anything you see on the horizon. Like a lot of this, we hear about AI, we hear about other things. So, and, you know, can you share some of that with us? Yeah. So certainly the place where we utilize technology the most at the clinical level for care it is how you measure baseline balance deficiencies. So it's mm -hmm. it's either visual, uh, it's vestibular, your inner ear, or it's muscular skeletal. So anytime a patient comes in, it's uh, people might be more aware that you get a baseline for concussions. They maybe had a kid that had a concussion, they saw where they're at, and they can see if they progress worse or get better over time. So you can do the same thing with balance and you utilize technology to do that. And at the highest end, it's called a Burtech machine and you get into it and we stimulate your visual, we challenge your inner ear and we challenge your muscular skeletal system to understand if perhaps you have a deficiency in one of those areas. That baseline will then help you understand what your treatment of care, that paradigm would be. And that's, that's where that's almost exclusive to us. We've got a gentleman that developed most of it and we utilize the high-end technology that those machines are extremely expensive that I mentioned all the way from, you can measure um, balance deficiencies primarily through your foot plate and, and understand as we stress those different parts of your body, I'm oversimplifying it. And we utilize technology to do that, um, to track it, to measure it. Uh, and then think of all of that data we can use to then become even smarter and better over time on outcomes and measuring outcomes. Because the name of the game um, in insurance primarily is making sure that you not just say we have great outcomes, but you actually can demonstrate that. And it takes a lot of data to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And so well, it, it, the, the vertigo, right? Is that a pretty common situation for people? And it, 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 like you mentioned balance, I'm just trying to understand balance is like a, a big factor in terms of causing different problems, I guess. It's so it, 
it is one of the factors. Unfortunately, it's more common than you might think. I'll, I'll give you a, a one case. I've got uh, my mother-in-law is in her early 80s, and she has suffered with what we would call vertigo, just, you know, episodes of just imbalance and feeling feeling like you just got off a carnival ride for her. Um, absolutely miserable. And if thank God I found physical or physical found me because about three years ago, she came down uh, and visited. And, you know, after a, a three month process, she's completely cured, um, completely cured. So she was living a miserable life for a decade and they found out what those deficiencies were. They worked on it through through treatment, changed her life. So there's examples of that. And, and I go back to that baseline. It, it could be that's acute. And you got to fix it now. Um, it could be you have a muscular skeletal challenge that you're losing some mobility. And thus, in the future, if you continue to lose it at that rate, you're going to have a fall. And so, you know, working on things that increase your mobility and strength in your 60s is a whole lot easier than when you're in your 80s. And, and that just getting that level of awareness in place for you is important as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah no, no doubt. Yeah. And that, again, that seems like there's a big need uh, in, in the world today for that kind of help. So that's a good thing you're there. And it's a good thing for, for uh, your family there, too. Okay. Um, so, so looking forward, uh, I mean, as a CEO, you've been through some things the last couple of years, last few years. Um, and everybody has, right? And um, as you and, and we have a lot going on with technology today, um, a lot going on with the economy, and we've been through some strange things with COVID and things like that. So as a, as a leader, as a CEO, how do you see, I know you guys, uh, and congratulations, you, 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 I think you surpassed the 500 location yep, mark. Yeah, last yeah, month. Yeah. So obviously you're, you're now kind of, you're at that tipping point of, of expansion and scale. And I know you guys partner with a lot, again, converting a lot of folks that are already running clinics that, you know, maybe they're successful, but they're kind of stuck. Like we talked about earlier, right. And they need some help on the business side or in different ways. So tell me as you're moving forward, your vision here, um, how do you see, I mean, what, what, what are some of the trends or even pitfalls that you're kind of preparing for, preparing the brand for, because you know, you're going to be growing a lot and you kind of see some of this stuff in the future, or at least you want to be ready. I mean, what is it like, I guess, to be a CEO with all these factors? How do you balance it? How do you prepare? Is there something you need to do? Uh, tell us a little more about how you deal. You know, it's one of the advantages of being with the larger system. You're independent as a franchisee, but you're not alone. So one of the headwinds that you would say is in medical is declining reimbursements in general. So as Medicare dollars shrink, uh, we are becoming more of a voice there. So I actually take a more active voice in legislature. You know, our governing world is APTA, but they're the ones that speak to, to Medicare and the hill, as we call it. Um, and, and it's not just with dollars, but it's also with outcomes, showing them that we are going back to our mission. We are at an entry point to wellness and we are preventative care versus episodic care. And we can prevent so many things um, and thus save dollars within the whole ecosystem of patients care um, and articulating that. And the trends are certainly in our favor of that. But we as a brand have to step up and participate in that because ultimately that helps our owners. I'm just going to put a little footnote here. No matter what the what the world is, it, to include what happened over the last couple of years, the number one thing that's the most important in franchising is franchise owner wealth. So at the end of the day, 
our owners have to be profitable and the way they gain more wealth is through multi-unit owner growth. So we spend a lot of time, certainly we recruit new owners um, and want to provide um, area uh, care in areas that were not developed. But underlying all that, it's always my first choice to do it with my current partners and my current folks, making that available to them, helping them having access to other sources of capital, facilitating that, ensuring that we are growing properly, not just for the sake of growth, but this family, once we get to a thousand, I prefer it to be the same ones that got us to 500. That's, that's not quite true, but that in itself makes us a more rugged brand. And then we can withstand some of the headwinds or other things that you're talking about because now not only do we have scale but our owners are beginning to get scale and grow their wealth and i've seen a lot of brands do that well and i've seen some not do it well um my last brand planet has done it extremely well it's you you couldn't get in there in 10 years um because their existing owners will take that next opportunity they don't have to bring recruit new people Um, that's where i aspire to go with physical someday that we do it with our group and so the other thing you have to be aware of is um, you know, what other services can we provide that are operationally appropriate for our brand so we can't get idle in and around innovation? So currently we're, we're provide, we're, we've got some exercise platforms. I wouldn't call them fitness platforms. They're, we're, we're not a fitness brand and, and we, we don't aspire to be. We're a wellness brand. It's different. And so, but things like manual stretch, flexibility, mobility, all of those things we're developing programs in and around that our owners can then go deploy as a follow-on to their medical uh, patient care. It's things that after you finished, maybe you came in for a shoulder, but we did a fall assessment for you and realized you have a deficiency there. And here are some programs that we can put you in whether at home or in, in our clinics that can help you do that. We, that is where we, we aspire to go because then we're not just relying on the earlier model I talked about, just referral-based management. We also spend a lot of time around cash-based sales. We sell a lot of orthotics and do a whole lot more reasonable than some of our other folks out there. Um, and, and we want to do that uh, because, trust me, if you have plantar fasciitis and you can't cure it, um, you're immobilized. Um, and that had, that might not be why you even came in our door in the first place. Uh, but there's and there's other ex- examples of that. Audiology is another great one. Uh, you mentioned dry needling. Um, there's things around laser care that it's not what it was ten years ago. That technology has evolved in such a great way that there, there's been a lot of positive outcomes there through a product called Miracle Wave and some other things that are more cash based services than insurance provider insurances. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just know for me, you know, and I'm, I'm, you know, a little older and, but I like to stay active and, and push myself if I can, it, you know, it gives me the stability or the, the stamina for the, for the, during the week. Right. Um, but, but I, you know, I would love to have, right. And I do happen to have uh, somebody that I, you know, a clinic or a center I can go to and, and sort of be preventative and, and really looking at, how can I stay at the top of my game, right? And and still protect myself so that I can continue to have that lifestyle. So it is more like, I, it's not so much like I want to go to the doctor. Usually I would only go to the doctor if I don't feel good, right? It's it's more uh, your services are more like, yeah, I want to I want to connect with that. And 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 so that proactive idea uh, also is helping your your owners grow. 
versus just people going because they're they're hurting or something. So I think that's amazing. And you're you're you really alluded to something that I think is brilliant and it's not shocking, right? Like with you and Jim running the brand. But I mean, you know, there there is something to be said for that internal growth, right? And um and and because there's a lot of passion. Like these guys that have one place, oh, I want to get two or three. And, you know, I really want to serve more people, right? They have that vision too. They have the same vision. And to, to, be, to have that going for you, I know, I know that the, <laughs> the 500 will turn into a thousand uh, soon enough. Uh, so tell me um, with all this success that that's uh, around you and upon you. And um, I know that there's challenges and, and you have to work through them, but is there, uh, is there a mentor or a book? That that has really you know kind of affected you mentioned one earlier, um, I, I forget which one it was, but it was about working on your business, not in it so much. But tell me, is is there something like that you could share with the audience? Well, I'll, I'll go to the mentor one first. Um, it, 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 there's a gentleman that's on our board. His name's Steve Spinelli. He's the chancellor of Babson, and he's also one of the founders of Jiffy Loop. And I met Steve when he was on the board at Planet, and and I, I was working there. And uh, if Babson in itself was one of the first schools of entrepreneurialism that was created, and you can look around that that world of academia there and see a lot of great schools doing that now. Uh, my girls go to TCU in Fort Worth, a plug for them, the Horn Frogs, and uh, they uh, they have a great school of entrepreneurialism. But they are going to school for that because of my experience with Jim. That I he taught me. Uh, I wish I'd have met him ten years earlier. 20 years earlier, that I don't necessarily have to run a traditional career ladder to gain personal independence and wealth. He's, he's an entrepreneur at heart. Um, he's a young kid out of college founded Jiffy Lube, and we all know that that was, that was a great brand many years ago. Um, lucky enough to have him on our board, and he's a guiding hand for me and my equity partners and some other folks because he's grown many brands and set uh, atop many of them and runs prop, and he's just starting this new school of franchising there at Babson that's just it's giving be able to get a degree in franchising. Who'd have thought that, you know, years ago? And it's been it's been certainly rewarding for me and thousands of others that that going back to creates wealth. If you know, and if you and so that's what gets me excited. You know, there's this crazy book out there, and I should never mention something I don't know the exact answer, but it's written by the Harvest Harvard Business Review. It was put out like in the 80s. And it's been revised a few times. It's got a donut on the cover. The name's going to come to me. It, it just, it's Franchising Harvard Business Review. You'll find it. But it talks about the four tenets of franchising. It's uniformity, system-wide wealth, um, a niche brand, and franchise owner wealth. And that's what physical has all of those, or we aspire to get all of those things, yeah. working on system-wide adaptation and uniformity. But we've got the right niche. And, and we definitely, are, our owners, um, when they execute well, realize that wealth that book changed and i don't read a whole lot more outside i certainly listen to a lot and, and do more things like you're producing out there uh because if you do those four things in franchising you're going to win yeah yeah that's brilliant i mean and it, you know it is about s distilling it down to something manageable that you can focus on every day right yeah. and uh that that's that's key that's key to a great leader it's been a pleasure having you here brian um, before we let you go, it, can you just share the website? I know it's probably easy enough to Google, but do you want to share uh, the website for anyone that might be interested in, in, in partnering with you or finding a location near them? Yeah, so it's www.physical.com. 
All right. Uh, that's beautiful. Well, it's great to have you again, Brian. I hope to have you back again soon. Yeah, I appreciate it, Rob. Take care. You got it. Thank you. Thank you.